Yo, it's your boy, Sats B. Yo, G, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. Here we go, it's the den. It's the den, it's the den. It's your boy, Sats B. It's Ravi. We're hanging out. We're going to be chilling tonight. Let's go. What's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the den. All right, man. Welcome to the den. It's your boy, Sats B. Ravi, this is Saturday. We're talking about books. We're talking about Kanye. We're talking about one of the biggest, biggest tracks in the history of music. It can't stop me from rapping, can it? Okay, that was that was extra. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it made the the nerdiness of this event uh, a lot better. <laughs> Start off. <laughs> oh man, oh man, what's going on, dude? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, man. How's it been? Uh, it's, today's one of those uh, catch up days, man. You know, I uh, I don't know if I told you, I've started to take Fridays off, like not just talk about it, but really take it off, like. Unless it's an emergency, I'm not close to a computer, you know. Mm. Uh, and and for the last two Fridays, which I've stuck to, um, I actually read. I, I go downstairs, I you know sit on the couch, and I focus on reading and note taking, and it's been really interesting. You know, I've been talking about it for many many years, but that's why I love this topic because um, I'm freeing up time to read. I'm freeing up time to to learn and be absorbed in other people's thoughts. And I've always wanted to do it, but you know, you, you talk about it, but you never like actually commit to it. So I can, I committed to it, man. So it's been, it's been great. That's dope, man. Um, I'm doing something similar on uh, Sundays, you know, Sundays uh, keeping it completely off, but I actually stick that to spend time with uh, family and my, the wife, like full day, like, you know, we, we just get everything, all our stuff done together and plan for the week. Yeah, man. Right? No, so yeah. we got some people slowly coming in. We're talking about books, people. If you got a book, I know everybody's got a book. You know, come join us. Tell us what book you're reading, uh, what the book means to you. I've got a couple of books that, that uh, I'm reading. Um, and just the act of, like, getting into the mindset of reading. There's so many things. Like, I overthink some of these things. I'm like, man, I need to get a, like a physical book. Or no, I, like, I want to do a download thing. So it's always on my phone. I can read any time, but I don't. Um, you know, so it's last to last to unpack and 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 say what's up, Dwarkesh. Hello, hi. What's going on, brother? I had a you know uh, like really hectic day. I mean, I was working in the morning and yeah, to clean the place. So nice, man. Are are you in Canada? Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, uh, I live in Toronto. Nice. And where did you come from? Chennai. Chennai, Tamil. Tamil. Ta- South? South India? So, ah, yeah, South India. Tamil, Tamil okay, Tamil. okay. It's amazing, amazing. I don't know, Velur. Velur, that's super. Yeah, man. I did my, I was telling Ravi, I did my first um, Tamil radio interview on uh, on Friday. Uh, and I speak Tamil to my mom, every, like, every other day. But we speak about, like, movies and lunch and, you know, things like that. But when you get interviewed and they ask you, like, serious questions... Your brain hurts, man. Yeah. Trying to speak the That's from it, <laughs> Yeah, it's teaching. I mean, I think what you're pointing to is the fact that, like, you know, language is like almost like a different brain you're using, right? Like, some people say, like, when you're speaking a different language, you're almost like a different person. It's almost like a t- different side of your personality is there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's hard to switch the, between, between the two sometimes. Yeah, man. Yeah, but with Tamil, I think the way you speak um, on a professional level is different from how you interact on a daily basis. Exactly. So that's probably what the other thing that you probably... Yeah, and, you know, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know if it's the same for you, the work but um, because I speak like Tamil with my mom, but we have a South Indian style, I don't even know how to pronounce it, uh, and, and the interviewer um, had more of a, a Sri Lankan Tamil and I was trying to connect the dots in my head, even though I know exactly what he was asking me. It took a while to process it. Um, and so that was like an additional layer of complexity at like 8 a.m. Friday morning. It was crazy. 
It was just about life and like business and what I'm working on and Desi Fest and a few things. But, you know, the question is like, you know, how do you feel COVID has impacted not just the world, but our culture? And, and what advice would you have for some young people? And it's a fully fluent, double question. My head is like <laughs> registering everything. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to answer back in this broken Tamil meets English version. <laughs> But it's all right. It's live now. It's out in the universe. You know, people people can go hear it. You know, if hopefully it was from value. But um, I'm sure you got the message across. And and like literally when when the gentleman called and like, hey, we want to chat with you, and he's like, yeah, you know, if you can speak them, it would be great. There was like a forty percent chance I wanted to be like, I'm I'm busy. I I you know I don't want to do it. I was so nervous. Then I was like, screw it, man. Let's just do it. Who cares? As long as you got the message through, whether it's through Tamil English or Tanglish, I'm sure it's perfectly fine. Yeah, but I'm now motivated <laughs> to, to like get better. So I've been listening in on some clubhouse groups that only speak Tamil, and then I haven't had the courage to like put my hand up and speak yet. But uh, I'm not shy with a lot of things in life. But you know, going back to your roots and and like formally. Yeah, but uh, Satish, you go to these channels where they speak Tamil only. Tamil speak. The moderator is, kills Tamil by speaking half English. Uh, Rajan and I were in that. Uh, uh, I'm seriously one of those uh, Saturday. I don't want to name the name, so there is a group there. So we were. I, I had some time last week or two weeks ago. I just jumped in. Rajan was there, and Mativan was there. Man, we were speaking pure Tamil, and then those guys were like killing it, and <laughs> we didn't, we couldn't say it out loud. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think it's um. There are a few um groups on Clubhouse that go with um Tamil music, and they talk about Tamil roots, but their Tamil is not Tamil. Like it's very unclear, and it's kind of funny to kind of um watch because I've worked at a radio station before, and I speak Tamil fluently, so. It's kind of nice to sit back and listen to how they speak. Yeah, man. Um, so anyhow, people are coming in. It's Saturday. Uh, I know people have a lot of different things they can do. So all of you that clicked in to join Ravi and I, thank you so much. We've been consistently going uh, six days a week. For how many weeks now, Ravi? Four weeks? Five weeks? This is our fourth week. So 31st day. Jeez, man! Thirty-first episode, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an anniversary. It's a celebration. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so today's topic is about books, books that impacted you, and and the thought around this is, you know, uh, how do we absorb like experience and knowledge? And um, from like for the longest time, I didn't read because I've got a a reading disability. Like it's hard for me to read, um, and sometimes it, you know my eyes don't like focus properly, so I'll end up reading the same chapter over and over until I get frustrated. So as soon as I can shift to like online learning and watching YouTube and, and listening to podcasts, I kind of stopped reading. And then a couple of months ago, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get back into it. I'm going to take my time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through my fears and anxiety. So I started reading a lot more, all sorts of books. Um, and so that's what, you know, this sort of spurred uh, tonight's conversation, and then you know, there's tons of books that we don't know about, books that make an impact. And I know everybody here, and, and I've seen a lot of our conversations on WhatsApp. Um, the books you guys share and the content you guys share is incredible. So uh, we're like, well, let's talk about books. See what people read. Um, what what you know medium do you consume the most? What kind of books do you like to read? Do you read in English or other languages? Um, and to just sort of have an open discussion around the whole thing. So that's what tonight's about. And if you're here for the very first time. Please do hit that hand button and come hang out with us. And I'm pretty positive everybody here has read something. So we want to hear from all of you guys. And of course, if you like any of the conversations, hit hit the face and uh, and hit that follow button. Um, we're off tomorrow, but we're back Monday with another exciting topic. So that's the setup for today. Ravi, over to you. Yes, Steve, man, love the energy you bring into the room and crowd. Uh, I'm really ex excited for this. Um, you know, you sponsor this topic, but this really hits home because this is all lately we, we've been this is all we've been talking about um, through the through this conversation we've been having we've been exchanging uh, behind the scenes on uh, WhatsApp like more information you know, backing up some of the claims that we've had here some uh, information some uh, you know teaching ourselves new things it really sparked uh, new ways for us to learn so I like this idea because it gives us a chance to open up about you know stuff that we have learned from you know what got, what got us to this point for me. 
you know, more than fiction, I was an avid reader until I found YouTube. <laughs> until I found YouTube and found a different medium to consume information, I switched from that to podcasts. And now I create podcasts because I love the medium to exchange information. And because of that, my reading has suffered. But a lot of stuff I, uh, you know, uh, I know now, I built a, I built a mindset around is this books I read before. And for me, really, it was uh, science fiction books uh, well, growing up. And I have a book in mind, um, you know, I've mentioned a few times here called um, uh, Ender's Game, you know, and I, I'd love to do a topic, uh, you know, uh, to share my story there with this, but I know Travis is here for a limited time. So uh, on, on our WhatsApp chat, Travis has like shared his Goodreads where, you know, his reading list of what he's done. He's like a really avid reader. Um, you know, I was shocked at the depth of like um, the knowledge he goes after under in, a, in such a specific way. So um, I learned a lot about you know pursuing uh, pursuing certain ideas or pursuing um, answers to questions through Travis in our podcast, where he talked about how he systematically you know gains information. So Travis, man, I would love to start us off with you actually about books that impacted you and uh, what made the difference. Thanks, uh, Ravi. Um, I'll be quick. I, I, I definitely should preface by saying that, um, you know, one, um, uh, I, I actually read a lot of books. Uh, I started, well, not as much today as I, as I used to, but largely driven by uh, uh, my personal insecurity around um, not having the information I need to make a decision or, um, you know, navigating the goals that I, I wanted to aspire for. And, you know, you know sometimes uh, you want to learn something, but you don't necessarily have the right mentor or the right opportunities for practical experience to just get your foot in the door. And so I, I turned to books for that. And uh, one interesting thing is, like, I actually, it takes a while for me to read a book. And so in, in the early days, it was relatively painful. So... I, it wasn't ever a recreational thing for me. It was purely just uh, to personally impact my growth. And so that being said, um, you know, I spent a lot of time reading a lot of books along the way to help build uh, Knowledge Hook. And uh, the one book that, you know, if anyone ever asks me, uh, you know, what's a, a really good book that you would recommend, the one that I find to be the most useful, no matter what you're doing in life, is a book called uh, Made to Stick. Uh, which talks about the art of communication. Um, in you know, uh, often a lot of people we we all talk, we all have conversations, we watch television or or, or movies, we see ads, but not everything sticks, not everything's memorable. Um, and that book did a really great job um, in in communicating, whether you're communicating in relationships, communicating in um, work or anything else. Um, really good book. But in general, my philosophy around books was. Um, you know, if you're trying to build, in my, in my case, I really started heavily going into books when uh, I wanted to, I realized I wanted to build a company. And, you know, um, I don't have a lot of people who've had prior experience building a company to talk to. Uh, and why would they? Um, I haven't even stepped one foot in that direction. And, and to some extent, I felt that way at least. And so I started reading books. But uh, to use an analogy of a car engine or even a car, like if you've never driven a car and you had to learn to drive a car from the, for the first time, you can read a book and books can teach you some, a few things before you get started and can certainly help you. Uh, often a written exam is essentially that. But until you actually get in a car and experience it, it's really hard to um, you know, truly learn the thing you want to learn. And if you're trying to make a car and you've never seen or heard of what a car engine is, reading it from a book might be very difficult to truly interpret uh, what the car is. So it's often like a silhouette. So one trick I learned, because I realized, okay, wow, I'm reading these books about starting a company, but I, that doesn't really mean I have more experience than not um, until I start doing it. So one thing I did was essentially, um, you know, I would find a topic that I wanted to learn. And then I imagined, like, I found people who had that experience who wrote a book or wrote something or talked about it. And then I, I pictured them standing, like, literally, like, in a circle around me, like me in the middle of a campfire, let's say, and all these great minds of prior experience. And then I would just dissect and consume, whether it was written work, books, or uh, interviews of them talking about this thing 
you know, to come back to the metaphor of a car, car engine, describing their version of a car engine. And these were just like shadows or silhouettes like that I was gathering about what, what the process of building a car engine was. And, and for me, the first, you know, books in the area of business would be Blue Ocean Strategy, The Opposable Mind. There was a blog called Search Versus Execute. I can go on and on and on over PR, marketing, and all these other things, but I'm not going to because I'm not sure if it's relevant to everyone in the audience. So if anyone uh, touches a certain topic and wants a recommendation of a book, more happy to chime in at some point. But in general, uh, uh, books can be extremely helpful if you can, um, you know, if you're trying to access the person or the mind um, that you wouldn't otherwise have access to, reading um, a book can help you get one step closer to understanding the thing you're trying to achieve. Um, and if you read as many books on a certain topic, you're more likely to understand that topic. And then, of course, until you do it, you don't really, um, you know, really fully master the information. So that's been the, the my personal journey with books. Yeah, I mean, Travis, uh, what we're really hearing is you're a very systematic way of gathering knowledge, right? And books are this tool, this toolkit used to gather that knowledge. Um, so, you know, being selective of how you gather knowledge, gun to the head, man, like one book, like let's say, let's pick out the list. You know, it might have been part of a larger search, whatever it is, but one book that really stood out to you. Oh, hands, hands, hands down, the book I would recommend that's useful for everyone in life is the made to made to stick book about communication, hands down. Like, it's can you give a, us a can you give us a why? Um, communication is like the hardest thing, and it's the if you think about it, it's like it's you know if you think of like floors in a building, um, the bottom floor, the foundational floor, is uh, the written and spoken word. It's uh, without the written and spoken word, we can't do all the things we do and coordinate all the things we want to coordinate. And so communication is perhaps the most important tool. And I found this uh, to be true for uh, all things in life, whether it's to communicating to your boss, uh, communicating to uh, an employee, uh, communicating to uh, a loved one, a friend, a client, uh, through marketing. Communication is like perhaps the most important thing uh, for us to, to navigate through life. And it turns out that and I had an insecurity around communication, so that certainly helped. Um, <laughs> uh, that's for another day. I, I, when I was at Microsoft, like coming from Scarborough, I guess, um, and a highly competitive environment, uh, you pick up uh, through just you know small slights from people, um, all the little nuance around you know uh, communication that perhaps I didn't quite uh, master, I guess. And so I went and buried myself in books around how to communicate it more effectively, and I found this book to be the best one. And and communication um, in a world full of noise, it's 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 really hard to remember or effectively um, convey an idea that can truly influence a person in a certain direction. Um, so I think that book, like, is a perfect handbook that deconstructs um, some really cool and effective ways to communicate, and so, so that people remember what you say or um, or understand what you say. And so, made to stick. By the Heath brothers, I believe. Travis, man, I love that. Like, um, you know, I, I think you and I share both the, like a communication issue that you know we had to overcome, and it's part of our journey. Uh, I, I know, and I love communicating uh, that through you. But um, you know, now that we identified a book, right? Can you n name like one insight or the insight that you know generated like that that came out of this book? In made to stick. Um, yeah, and how it impacted you. Ooh, uh, can I can I can I uh, do a different one? Um, although you want to switch books? Is, yeah, just in terms. It's, this was a blog, you know, the search versus execute. I, I sent you that, right? Yeah, yeah. That that. So let's let's pivot just a bit because I, I mean, I, there's a lot. I, I actually don't want to do that book injustice for it made to stick. There, are all like there's like seven I think uh, ideas there that are all equally. Uh, well, if I'm if my estimates are right, I can't remember. It's been a while, um, so I recommend people just pulling it up and looking at it. But I'll pivot. I'll pivot and just show you how powerful books are. Um, I learned all the like how serial entrepreneurs think uh, through a simple blog called Search versus Execute. Uh, I learned um, how uh, the news is manufactured by a man named Edward Bernays, who wrote Crystallizing Public Opinion 
public relations. I learned competitive strategy by, um, you know, a book by Michael Porter. Um, I could keep going in and like, just in general, like they're like, um, you know, I, I, if, if you want, I could speak to the search versus execute one, Ravi, if that like as an example, but yeah. So let's so, hone down, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the, so the, the, the search versus execute, which is actually, uh, not a book, it's a blog, um, by Steve Blank talks about how most, most folks, uh, confuse a startup for a smaller version of a larger company. It's actually not a smaller version of a larger company. It's actually a team of almost the equivalent of like scientists running experiments, systematically trying to uncover uh, a product, a solution, and a business model to commercialize that. Even the process of trying to figure out what the commercial arm of a product or solution is, or the commercial process of that is experimental. And then once you uncover all the pieces, it's like a Frankenstein and it sort of starts to, you start, you know, kickstart the Frankenstein and it walks off the table. That's kind of like the process of building a company, at least that first phase of, you know, and, and, and I didn't know that. Uh, and I had just finished an MBA and I had all these tools of how to optimize a large company. I thought a startup is just a smaller version. And then Basker had shown me this article about search versus execute. And then I realized, oh my gosh, uh, the process of serial entrepreneurship is fundamentally different. You know, often you say that one out of a hundred startups succeed. Um, a serial entrepreneur is essentially building a hundred startups, but instead of building the entire company all at once, they're building parts of a, uh, an entire company to test out whether this is the right piece for this company, run the experiment, and they're doing about a hundred of those until one of them succeeds. And so a serial entrepreneur is essentially someone who figured out the quick way to build a hundred startups under one umbrella until they figure out the one that succeeds. And um, that's essentially what I learned from a simple, simple yet powerful blog called blog post called search versus execute. And so like that, I, there's just a ton of other profound um, things in, hidden in, in great books. Made to Stick has like seven, I think, powerful ideas on communication. No, I mean, uh, I love this because uh, I, I ran across that blog like years ago when I first started with innovation, but it didn't mean as much. When you brought it back up and you shared it to me, reading it now under the context that you provided gave me a, like way more, um, you know, gave me a lot more. It was more of a powerful impact on me, right? Uh, I actually took it in more and it, it had a more de had more depth to it. So that was definitely a great share. Um, anyone else has any any questions for Travis? And they can move on. Hey, I'm the Ruben, sorry. To, uh, uh, so it took a while to unmute. Uh, yeah, I think the Travis uh, path, you know, uh, I'll share my part of the journey also on this later. But uh, uh, I think what it discovers is when people emphasize on books, books, reading books and all those things, it is more of absorbing knowledge, how you do that. And I think Satish mentioned about it, Ravi talked about YouTube and all those. Uh, I'm, you know, I am a very bad reader, and I have seen that. I felt, you know, uncomfortable when people talk about books and deep into reading this book and that book. Uh, but the journey, which I think Travis mentioned, uh, resonates so much well with me that uh, it is not what like a reading a 200, 300, 500 page and name checking. It's more of what you are getting out of it, and is it could be a article, it could be a YouTube thing, or it could be books. So basically, you, you know, getting the knowledge transferred and internalize that, you know, that is most important part of it, how to internalize, apply to your situation and learn from that. I mean, that, that is where, you know, the, you know, to me, I have, I think, feel like now read thousands of books because of all of these experiences. So uh, it resonates well with me. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. And I know, Ruben, not only are you reading, but you're also uh, writing. Um, what was that transition like from reading to writing, man? Because I'm on that path of trying to write more. I'm a, I'm a, a more comfortable speaker. Uh, all my social content tends to be videos that I shoot and I share. But I've been trying to figure out how to write every day. And it hasn't been that, that um, fluid yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Satish. I mean, this is uh, this is surprising for me too. Let me put it that way. 
for you guys to plug my writing. I do uh, like a blog, blog, like an article, uh, write on LinkedIn and my Facebook. It's I think close to 30 articles now. I'm, I'm continuing to do more, uh, and I have a lot of points uh, to share. So I know when I started uh, about six or eight months ago, I didn't think it will be, you know, uh, I would be able to do this. And so I was never a good writer in my personal opinion and uh, and what how to write it. But I was a very effective communicator when I had to lead the team, when I had to motivate the team. I always so positive and I have to turn things around. That's why I think uh, what Travis said really meant to me. I mean, we were building two, you know, close to billion dollar companies where we were building every day. It was a re-innovation, re-architect, re-analysis you know, of information. And then, you know, coming to conclusion and, and then motivating 150, 200 people to follow you. Uh, that is That is not an easy, easy thing to do. And so all of those, which I was able to, you know, verbally, and, you know, I love moving my hands and, you know, communication things uh, a lot of people talk about and very passionate. And, you know, sometimes I cry, sometimes I am very emotional and all of those comes out of that. But how to put that in writing? I mean, that that was a challenge. So what I did was I started with one paragraph or two paragraphs. If you get go back to in LinkedIn and look at it, first three or four of them were one, one or two paragraph. And then the response was amazing. And a lot of people were you know, reacting, you know, uh, reaching out to me and saying, hey, I see that. You know, I, I felt this one. I felt you know same way. So that transformed me into... Very simple methodology. I mean, guys, writing doesn't need to be, you know, so much, you know, so many pages, so many things. Each of my article has a, you know, starting point, two or three, you know, main body points. And and at the end, what I learned from that, you know, uh, that's all it is. And I put it together. And uh, I, I, you know, religiously, I decided I am going to do every Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, California time, I will have to post an article. That's my uh, constraint. So my process is, you know, Tuesday I write that, and then I get a couple of my, uh, you know, people, my daughter who's uh, 13, 14, uh, to edit uh, my article because my English is not that good. And then I got another person, Aditan, to help me out, and then uh, go and post it on Sunday, and you know, wait for the responses. And it has been amazing process. Uh, but this is again, you know, a lot of these learning. As I said, you know, it, some of them came from books, but most of them came from ex real life experience. So to you know, for you guys to talk about the book, I was thinking I, don't, I didn't read much and I didn't read much. I read a lot of articles, but one other book I read is yesterday we talked about semiconductor business and all that. So Andy Grove's, uh, Andy Grove, he was the CEO of Intel for a long time. His book of Paranoid, The Paranoid Survives. Uh, that is one of the books I remember reading it, as well as another book by him about the manufacturing lines and how to optimize that. Those two, I, I remember reading it for some something I forgot so 20 years ago. Those were very impactful. And yesterday's topic, we talked about semiconductor coming back to U.S. and all that. Uh, I think he had, you know, his, his company had transitioned from memory company to a CPU company to a uh, you know, the, when the Wi-Fi came, the you know, Centrina and those uh, product. Now they are trying to go into you know, you know different business model, and those are the things. So anyway, I'm going too long, but uh, my my thinking is writing how to start simple, small, build a community, and then you can follow through. I like that, man. I'm going to follow that too. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do stuff too frequent. You know, I went on on this tangent of. I got to publish an article every single day, and then by the fourth day, it just, it just, it was, I was not motivated because of the pressure I put on myself. But I like this idea of like, you know, take some time over the week, launch something on Sunday, give yourself breathing room until you build up momentum. So that's great advice, Ruben. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. So, uh, Manisha, you jumped in with us in the beginning. I want to hear from you. What's the book you're reading? And also, do you read one book at a time? Or do you jump around? And uh, I now am reading bite sizes of four different books based on like my mood for the day because I couldn't like do one. Uh, what's your thoughts? 
Um, I'm actually quite surprised that you guys are very similar to me. I am a very slow reader, but after audiobooks and YouTubes, I tend to consume information uh, much quicker. And some of the books that I like to read are, I like to read human psychology books and um, autobiographies. And I think when you read autobiographies, not just business people, but politicians and um, other autobiographies, you just tend to consume uh, people's um, uh, how people's upbringing and how they think and how they react. And I think the last book I just recently finished is Attached. It's like a human psychology book. And it was really, really good because it kind of, um, it, it didn't really focus on relationships, but it focused on, like personal relationship. It just focused on relationships in general and how people uh, react and um, how they feel and why they act this way they do. So it's just, um, I'm in the midst of starting a tech company as well. And um, we're in the process of hiring people. And I am extremely scared of hiring people because I never went through this process. So for me, I read a lot of um, autobiographies and uh, I, and human psychology books. And I think they're really great for um, anyone who's nervous or who has trouble um, com with communication skills, I do. And um, so those are the books that really helped me in the recent days. Amazing, amazing. Uh, let's jump over to Chamini, who's beside Ruben on my screen, and uh, talk about you know books that you're reading, um, what kind of books you try to read. I don't usually have a plan to read. I'm one of those guys who sort of, I feel like something is missing, and I go to the bookstore, kind of walk up and down the aisle, and then something always jumps out, and I leave with a couple of books in my hand all the time. And somehow they tend to be the books I need to read. So um, do you have a formal process to pick a book, what you're reading? Say hello. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Sushpice. Um, so, for me, so for me, actually, I'm quite similar to you in that sense. So I'll go to Indigo, sort of browse, you know, the aisles. And I'm very visual. So, like, whatever pops out visually, I'll sort of gravitate towards that, take a look. And if it's something you know, that I'm interested in, I'll, you know, pick it up. And then also recommendations. I find recommendations are always, especially some people, I feel like they've never given me like a recommendation that's failed me. So, you know, I'll trust their word. And as for reading, so I like one book at a time and instead of jumping around, because then I feel like I sort of get lost in like what's what. But if I had to choose two books that have impacted me, um, so they're both very similar in topic. So it's Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman and then In Praise of Slowness by Carl Henry, I think is the author. So they're both, they both talk about the concept of just, you know, like slowing it down. Like we live in a world where we're constantly like go, 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 you know, like we jump from one thing to another to another and we've got a lot on our plate and they both really helped me like in terms of just slowing it down, you know, making sure like, especially thinking fast and slow. I think if I, if I had to pick between the two, like, and whenever, you know, someone asks me for a recommendation, I always say thinking fast and slow. And it's just the concept of like, you know, like whenever someone asks us something or we're thinking of something, it's always like, so he talks about these two systems, system one and system two. And system one is the one that we constantly usually go to. And it's just like, you know, the effortless thinking, like your intuition and someone asks you something and that's the system that you sort of think in. And then system two is the, the more, the one that takes more effort that we use for like, you know, problem solving and critical thinking. And after reading that book, I really made a conscious effort, you know, to make sure, like I took the time to think about something or make a decision. And then in praise of slowness, you know, sort of looks at just like, ask, like just life in general and just making sure we slow it down. And as cliche as this sounds, you know, like, stop and smell the roses so yeah those are my two books i like that man it's nice to meet another person who wanders up and down the aisle looking at book covers yeah for it's overwhelming <laughs> like especially if you don't know what you're looking for like sometimes i'll go in with a book in mind i'm like go in grab this i'll come out but sometimes it's just like i love reading books i've always been an avid reader as a even as a kid and yeah i feel like it's just especially like a bookstore there's just so many options so yeah, I, I, I can spend hours in a bookstore. I love that, man. And if you guys are looking at my profile, that book, uh, Tiny Leaps, um, I was in a mindset of trying to better understand how I create habits and why some of my habits stick 
longer than the other. And it was just a frame of thought. And then my wife and I were in HomeSense, and we weren't anywhere close to books. And this one book was left beside some picture frames. And I remember picking it up going, what is this book and why is it here? And it's the exact topic of how to create micro habits, understanding your, your own mindset about behaviors. I was like, whoa, this book is waiting for me. And it was like five bucks, I think, but one of the best reads that I've had in a really long time. So I love the fact that there's another person in so the Satish, group. have you read Atomic Habits? Yeah, so so that's one of those books where I, I was saying earlier, some books, for whatever reason, uh, I can focus on the narrative very clearly. The Atomic book, for whatever reason, I'm as I'm reading, I can't keep my focus. Like, it's taken forever to get into it, and then I just can't stay in it for some reason. But this book, I couldn't put it down. It was like a three-day marathon. But I have the same book on audio uh, on YouTube, and I listen to it every now and then when I'm driving. So, and, and it, you know, it's, that's why I was wondering, like, you know, do folks find a book and then, and then sort of, you know, go on a binge, or do you read a little bit, pause, and go, and then, you know, let's just maybe jump to Justin next. Um, and do you focus on when to read, and like, is it a schedule thing, or is it as you find time? And what's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on? Um, so I would say it's as I find time, and it's similar to how I listen to music. Kind of, I need to be in the, the mood for a certain piece of music, and, and I feel the same way with books. Um, unfortunately, when I go to a bookstore, uh, I, I'm generally leaving with some sort of reference book that I found like, oh, I should read this, uh, you know, and I force myself to read this instead of anything that, you know, I can binge for a while. It's just a pleasure read. Um, but that's my answer to that. And then uh, in regard to the Den question, the book that impacted me, um, the impact that it had, this book, and I'll tell you the title shortly, but the impact that it had for me is to to strive to understand people's motivations and why they do certain things from a third-party perspective, um, to kind of view it, view view people's actions through an unbiased lens and understand the, the true reason behind certain things. Uh, the book is called War is a Racket. And it was written by a two-star Marine Corps general who retired. Um, he was also awarded uh, two medals of honors, um, or war awarded the Medal of Honor twice. And his name is Smedley Butler, and he, wore, he wrote War is a Racket. And, and basically, he, after all of his career, all of all the accolades that he had, he realized that, you know, hey, I'm a pawn, and essentially, you know, it's the industrialists that, that have been driving me around. Um, and kind of like the profiteering uh, behind the the military industrial complex, but you know that's that's kind of the story. But what I got out of that is to really try and you know strive to understand um, why people do things uh, and try to understand that from not my perspective, just from just from an unbiased perspective to to really understand what's going on in in any situation. So that's that's my book, how it impacted me. And hopefully I answered your question about, you know, when I choose to read certain oh, books. Oh, it's great, man. And we're also trying to just connect the dots. Maybe not, but like, does the book find you or you find the book? What was the case in, in, in your, in your book? So this one, um, the book, the book found me. Uh, it was, it was super weird. Um, we're, we're taught military history. Uh, and this particular general stood out for me, uh, to me because, you know, there's, <laughs> there's not many folks who have been awarded the medal of honor twice, especially in the officer ranks. <clears throat> so I read more about him and then I read kind of his biography and what he did after he got out of the military. And, um, he wrote a book called war is a racket and it kind of struck me like, why would a guy like this write that sort of book? So that's, that's how the, uh, the book caught my attention. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, what's the what's the closed number two on a, on on your bestseller like you know hits? Actually, Satish, uh, if I can jump in there, like Justin, uh, you know, I really love like military leadership uh, and military books because you know you can learn a lot about human psychology, especially when like you know under under like, under extreme pressure, what that looks like. Can you talk about uh, you know an insight you gained from that book that really stands out to you? teach us through it okay um insight that i gained from that book uh 
the really the insight had to do with um, some of the fundamental reasons uh, we're pushed into certain conflicts, um, and and how how a lot of the times they can be masked with you know like national pride, doing the right thing, this that and the other thing. But when you when you step back and you look at well, actually, the easiest way to explain this is to, okay, here, there's five chapters. It's a super short read. The first chapter is called War is a Racket. The second chapter is called Who Makes the Profits. The third chapter is Who Pays the Bills. The fourth is How to Smash the Racket. And fifth is To Hell with War. But the, the first three are, are, are essentially the lesson here. War is a Racket. Who Makes the Profits? So essentially the industrialists and whose operations were subsidized by public funding. This is kind of off of Wikipedia. And then who pays the bills? So obviously the taxpayer, but you pay in blood, right? Um, and it's never, it's never, you know, the industrialists, the executives, or any of those folks who are sending their own, own kin uh, to war. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I've seen, and it's still applicable today. You know, how many, how many senators? I mean, now more than ever, there's, there's a little more military influence, but often, you know, they wouldn't put their own kin. Uh, on the line to kind of achieve these goals, right? Um, so that was. Does that answer your question? That was kind of the the big lesson. No, that was insight. Definitely great. I mean, um, I was shocked to learn, like you know, the actual number of people who serve. I think U.S. military is uh, only three percent of the population, and that three percent is generally generational people that generational um, you know soldiers who uh, have a military tradition. It's it's inspiring, but uh, uh, like uh, like all what they think about too that you know um, these are the people who continue to put themselves in that in, in that line of fire that path, uh, and yet it's an industry as uh, formed around this right. It's almost like if you think like computer scientists or like, like another job field. Uh, generally, there's uh, like new talent that comes in there, but sometimes it's generational. Right? People are in that, you know, mathematicians. They're the generation there, and then the industry that fields around them, it's like is academia, right? Or uh, you know, and related fields, right? The military industrial complex is built around this specialized group of people, uh, humans who can, you know, and uh, there's always new people joining in this group, but there's also people who've been, uh, you know, historically in that, is uh, is driving this. So that's really cool. And then to answer Satish, uh, your second question, I think my my runner up to that book would be the Five Dialogues by uh, yeah the Five Dialogues Plato philosophy. Um, I think I think that'd be my my runner up. Amazing man! I mean, I, I'm gonna listen to the recording and and make a list of everybody's book recommendations, and then we'll share it on an eventual blog. Ravi will set up for us. Is that a, is that cool, Ravi? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm working. I'm making work for him. Uh, you get to pass the mic, man. You get to pass the mic. Thanks, Justin. So I guess next to next down on the list is Sue. Sue, Mike to you. Hi, everyone. So happy to be here again. What's up, Sue? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. How are you guys? We're excited Great. to hear. We're excited you- to hear your book choices, man. Yeah, so I don't even know where to start <laughs> because I think like every chapter of my life had a favorite book. So starting from The Alchemist, obviously, um, Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> um, The Notebook, um, but forget about all that. That was a different chapter. Um, I would say recently I'm very intrigued by uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Yes. Yeah, so I'm reading the 21 lessons. Yeah, the 21 lessons for the 21st century, which is, um, yeah, which is, I feel like it's, it's just something that I needed, like early, I think I started uh, late last year, um, and it has given me a good perspective to understand, you know, everything that's going on at the moment, and put that into perspective, and challenge my own way of thinking, and um, and another book that I'm also, or have finished reading is, um it's on mindfulness. Uh, it's called Peace is Every Step from Teach Nat Han. Sorry, you know what, Sue? Let's let's focus on a book at a time, right? Because oh, oh, okay. uh, more so than more than it. just listing out books, I think I think the real thing here is if you can you know share an insight that you've learned that you can you know give to other people. So rather than them having to go and read that book or give them a reason to go read that book, okay. what's an insight you've raised? Uh, you know uh, that from the from the book you previously mentioned. So the insight is uh, for this book is just, you know, 
what are we like what, how how is the future going to look like and uh what is it that we need to pay attention to and also um the the, the how you say like um how politics and um and and technology and the decision making you know the, the politicians how what kind of role they will play in terms of uh, our future and i think a lot of people for me personally how it has helped is um i i mean i myself found in a position uh, where i've seen myself uh, being dis- disillusioned and um and i see many people feeling the same way because you know they they just struggle to understand what's what's happening or what's going to happen in the next 5 to 10 years and what role technology and automation uh, is going to play and what kind of impact it's going to have in our lives so for me it has given me a great insight um to understand the the, the wider picture but also to see things from different angles So sorry just to get a little more granular like can you name one thing that you learned from that book that really stood out to you like what in the, all that context like what was the one thing that like stood out Hello We still hear okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got lost. I got I got let go. Okay. No, no, you're still alive. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, uh, I guess we'll move on. Not, not sure what happened there, Sue. If you're still there with us, um, and uh, Nalini, um, you're next. Hi, Ravi. Hi, Satish. Hi, everyone else. I'm joining you a little bit late, so I have two questions before I try to respond to the prompt. One is how many books is it one is it two I'm not sure that you're looking for and two is are they strictly related to entrepreneurship or could they be in any genre No man any genre and a like, top 2 is awesome Top 2 okay so I'm going to pick two books that um have a grounding in my area of uh in one of my areas of interest which is behavioral neuroscience One is a throwback to I don't know 20 some years ago uh The Road Less Traveled by M Scott Peck and the series of books that he's written since then uh I I imagine some of you may be familiar with with his work um what I understand is you're asking uh, about a very specific takeaway I think my takeaway from uh from this book happened to be an appreciation for the journey <laughs> that we may be taking in our own uh development and how uh rocky that road may be and how we really need to um engage in very active self reflection i'd always journaled before reading that book but my uh the intentionality with which i have journaled as a result of reading this book uh has just really uh blown up in a, in a good way so that's one Second book is Permission to Feel by Mark Brackett. It's a, a much newer book. I think it came out 2 years ago perhaps. Um also uh hitting me uh in in a similar space coming from behavioral neuros- neuroscience. When I work with people as an executive advisor, I'm doing coaching on steroids because I'm not only helping them develop themselves as leaders, I'm also helping them craft their impact on others. And in permission to feel what i really appreciated being articulated was the deleterious impact of not giving people full experience and full leeway to be able to feel and what what happens and how individuals their relationships and entire systems can be terribly damaged and brutalized uh and we can never really you know uh pinpoint the the origin unless we we really go back and and see where someone just wasn't given the space to be able to to be allowed to either have their feelings or express their feelings and both of these books inform the work that i do in a lot of ways whether i'm working with an exec or whether i'm working with an entrepreneur because uh i'm very sensitive to the journey that we all need to be on uh to emerge as the leaders we need to be to make the impact that we want to have i'm nalini i'm done speaking perfect actually no nalini if uh, if i can get a go follow up question 
and that would have been consistently. <laughs> now it's been a recurring theme here, but I love is like you know, can you share an insight from each of these books that really stuck out and stood out to you that you can share with us? I thought I just did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did you want me to be more specific? Um, no, I mean, if you should, if you thought you did, go ahead. Like, um, I, I was looking for like more like one thing, like if it's a quote or like a story or how you applied it, um, you know, in the real world, um, you know, an insight that, you know, that, that really had an impact on you from these books. So I think I'll probably, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be difficult here. I think I'll just go back to in the first one, the road less traveled, the intentionality of journaling and the second one, uh, from permission to feel. Uh, really making sure that we give each other that space to have an experience rather than labeling it, labeling, you know, them as right or wrong or giving them feedback before we've had uh, given them a chance to feel. Yeah, I mean, Nalini, I think you you specified the, the intentionality of things, doing things or le learning, reading and applying those. I mean, that that is to me. I mean, that's what I earlier, I think you will join later. I, I, that's a where... I feel it's more important than reading in volume and reading in, you know, so much things, but getting to do that. And then the second part is you had to, you know, create your own experience, but these are guidance, not the, you know, Bible to me, you know what I'm saying? So those are the main, main part. I, I think you brought it up there. Apologies, I joined late. And so maybe I didn't understand the rules. <laughs> Apologies. No, no, we're making no, no, the rules as we go. <laughs> We're making our rules as we go, man. And, and you know, uh, one of the things I've been, like, battling with is how do I consume content? Like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, reading a bunch of blogs and articles online on my phone, on my tablet, no problem. But I, I've still yet to get into a, a digital reader, you know, the Kindles from the iPads to the world. There's just something nice about picking up a book and then sitting with it. Um, but that also is a different commitment to reading versus, you know, if it's on a digital device. Um, is anybody switched over? Is anybody still old school, go to the bookstore, buy something, just looking for feedback? The smell of books is just so nice. And I don't think you get that on whether you're reading it on your phone, your iPad or a Kindle. Yes. I, yeah, I, I, I still haven't adapted myself um, to moving to reading on, on a screen because I just love the smell of books. And, um, you know, you can get really distracted when you're, especially if you're reading on your iPad or your phone, but um, Kindle is a bit different, but I think the physical notion of having a book, it, it's really nice. Yeah, my son who's uh, seven, who's now full of curiosity and he's just asking all of the best questions. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was like, daddy, did you read all of the books in the house? And I was like, yeah. He goes, do you even know how many books we have in the house? And I just thought it was just funny to to imagine what life would be like, you know, 10 years from now where, where you know, the book might be very different for these kids. I hope not. I love the idea of getting a freshly printed book uh, that hasn't got any crinkles in it yet. Who we got next? Uh, maybe we throw it to Nishant. He's been sitting there patiently. Hey, guys. Um Great listening to everybody's book recommendations. So just like you all are going to watch the recording, I've been writing it down. I've actually just been adding it to Audible on a wish list of all the books that have been recommended, some of them, some of which I have read in the past, but many of them I haven't. So thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. Hey, Satish, to answer your question that you just posed earlier, I love books too. You know, the physicality of the book is, you know, as uh, Manisha had said, the uh, the way it sinks in, the ability to just pick it up, read, and continue was great. But about, uh, I want to say five years ago, I transitioned to digital books. First started with the Kindle. I struggled with the Kindle a lot because I was traveling uh, a lot, you know, for work. And it was just easier at that time. But I struggled in that media. didn't really achieve much. But I want to say about three years ago, or maybe, yeah, three years ago, I switched to Audible. 
And for me personally, now I actually don't buy the physical books, though it would be nice to buy them. You know, the thing is I buy them, it's good to have them, but I have now been adding uh, books to Audible. I've been reading it, uh, mainly listening to it while I drive, while I cook, while I have some time, downtime in the evenings. I've just been listening to book. Obviously not as good uh, of a feeling as uh, reading it, but I feel now in the third year, it actually, it actually does work well for me. And you know, Audible really works well for me. Uh, I've been able to get better at it. So if there's a suggestion I have is, you know, try some of these tools. You know, Audible's worked well for me. Hey, uh, Nishant, on that part, I mean, I tried a few times uh, Audible. I got quite a bit distracted. I mean, as uh, somebody said uh, about, you know, having feel for the book and then Kindle to a little bit better. But Audible was, you know, while I was reading, yeah, sometimes you, you, your mind is there and sometimes blows away. So uh, maybe this could apply for any, any medium. Uh, how, did you use anything to control and focus on that? So, so my best focus and control, Ruben, in full disclosure, I had to drive a lot during, for my work. You know, and some of those drives were in you know, the middle of America, you know, small cities, six hours, five hours, four hours. Even if you fly, but still there was three hour drive. So those drives were boring. I'm not saying I always a bad state, but sometimes driving the whole width of Iowa <laughs> takes, takes a lot of patience. Uh, so a lot of the discipline came. I, I usually start, mainly started that when I was driving single drives on my own that I, was, I had to do for work. And that was my companion. I was living in those stories while I was driving. I did the same, man. I did the same. I'm new to Audible, uh, and you know, I like going for long drives and just listening. And then sometimes, um, you know, I, I said earlier, like one of my challenges is is focusing on words. And certain authors I click right away, certain I don't. And then um, Atomic Habits is a good example of I read it, fully doesn't register, but then I listen to the same chapter. And then when I read it again, everything sort of falls into place. So uh, Audible's been great for me to just use to, to sort of trick my own mind. Right. And then and I also have many books like that in Audible that I have downloaded. Stage to your point, just can't get me. I've tried to come back to it. Just have, haven't managed to get to that next level stage. And uh, like you said, maybe it's not the interest. Maybe it's the way it's starting off or just my men mental state at that point. That's amazing, man. We got uh, we got another four or five minutes before our 10 o'clock. Uh, Dwarkesh, you've been sitting there for a bit. What are you reading? And as a fellow South Indian, are you reading books in Tamil too? Yeah, uh, I read a lot of books in Tamil, but I want to, you know, the book really uh, impacted me is uh, Tirukural. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I started reading it like uh, when it was a uh, fourth or fifth grade because there is this TV Hey man, sorry to interrupt. For folks that don't know what that is, set up the book first. And it's available in like a, a lot of different languages. It's, it's, it got translated into like almost all the, you know, written languages now. Yeah, I mean, to give you a background on that book, uh, I, I love that book also, Dora. And then I also, you know, in all my writing, I start with one Tirukural. So, this is a 3,000-year-old uh, Tamil, uh, I don't know, it's, like a, it's a dialect or something, two lines. Yeah, it's line. a two-phase, two-line. No, it's line, a, it's yeah. a verse, it's a couplet. So uh, yeah. it's two verses. And uh, it, it talks about, uh, you know, different you know, things like uh, wealth and virtue. And I think it's, it's the uh, best, you know, uh, work ever done on ethics and morality. And it's the highest and purest expression of human thoughts and every situation and every, you know, experience in your life, you know, you can always relate to one, you know, couplet, like one, one verse of, of, of Tirupural and, you know, whether it's your professional life or your personal life. And it, it actually started when I, when my father recommended it, like you watch the program and I got interested in that because there was this guy who comes in TV and explains what the verses are. Uh, and I got like I got into it, and I also started reading it. And there used to be these uh, competition where you go and uh, uh, you know recite these verses. So 
I mean, I used to go every year and and talk about it, and uh, that really made me change my lifestyle. So this is, you know, one of the best, you know, like book I recommend to everyone. I think everyone should read it, and the younger they start, the better their life will be. Very cool, man. Very cool. Because I I remember like reading some of those verses about because you have like three different uh, you know sections, and one section talks about love. and relationships and i've i've only started it like in my you know late 20s and when when i was reading that i felt really bad because i i've made like so many mistakes if i read those in in my teenage uh, times then it would have like completely changed my you know perspective about love and relationships so it it really impacted me and i you know like how uh, satish said you know about the kindle and uh, the 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 digital uh, you know transition so i completely changed you know to digital books because i was working for the kindle team in, for amazon for a year so we over there we put in a lot of you know effort to you know do this and uh, the moment because i always love the physical books but then i moved to these uh, kindle but i still buy a lot of graphic novels because i really appreciate the art and the effort you know put in so and you know i think you know like when you actually buy those graphic novels you you support the artists you support the writers and uh, so i i do that and i go to the comic book store in in downtown every week and you know go through those list of books and you know get get those good good graphic novels or, or like couple of books you know comes yeah. from the shelves every week i i do that every week so dorkesh um just going back to this cuz you know I, i read the tutorial as well but obviously in english um one of my regrets is not being able to understand it in like and and read it in in the original tamil um could you share with us maybe one quote or one insight uh from this that really impacted you uh yeah i mean like so many but then the 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 one which really impacted me was uh you know this uh line so it it's called uh, can i you know speak in tamil is it okay because it's it's about uh, i'm going to recite the verse in tamil i'm going to give you the yeah. actual you know like translation so it's called ulluvadellam uyarullal matradu tallinum tallamai neerthadu so it means that uh, keep your thoughts always higher and try to achieve them even though they couldn't be achieved don't you know do not lose the hope so it's it's like a you know not a proper translation to it but then uh, yeah but i mean there are like other translations because this is like something which just came in my mind and uh, i mean my communication english is like it's not as good as you know other people so but then you you get the point right so what i'm trying to say yeah 100% man and, and you know the first thought that come to your mind is probably the most impactful message you've taken so it's it's and the quote you loosely translated uh is an excellent one right like don't don't give up hope dream big you know i love it because every time like when i feel really low i always like you know try to remember one of those quotes and you know uh, like try to like go back and uh, google a, a quote regarding you know what i'm i'm feeling right now so it, it google actually gives you the the actual quote so from from yeah i mean the, yeah so do i mean there, there are 1330 you know uh, verses there and it is grouped into 133 groups and durak has said durak has said i mean this is so deep but it was written so, so long ago you know ruben i mean uh, you know could you add to this mm-hmm. like uh, you know what, what no, I, you, can you yeah uh, so what insight you gained Book, yeah it? yeah so i i mean i am i have been reading for a long time that you know i read so this, the nice thing about lately is there are apps available in the play store and the app store where you can get download this one so it has the tamil version of it and then english translation and english uh, description or explanation of this as well as in there because these are very uh what is it called very old tamil sometime and how they are you know tightly packed uh, part of it so how they have done is unpacked by three or four uh generation of different like as i said is a 3000 year old 
like 300 years ago 100 years ago uh, different different people had translated and this is the only one book actually got translated into i think more than 100 languages worldwide and uh, as well as a lot of uh, uh, you know it doesn't have any the interesting thing is even though it came from i think hindu uh, indian uh, you know person but it didn't have any religious uh, you know it doesn't talk about a god uh, it talk about overall goodness of humanity and how do you live with that and it has you know as i said it have put it into the three large section so one of them talks about uh, you know how to be a good person how to be do that and then second one is talking about the, the governing governing bodies and that is where the the business side of it come in third one is how do you run a family you know it's about the, you know how to you know build a family and it's still there are argument is it written by one person or is a co- committee of people uh, but it has you know it goes to through towards through all of these different ver- version of it and so what i do is you know every day morning i have you know my app uh, in my phone so i read one of them so i have gone through about 800 or 900 of them over last you know uh, two three years uh, so but it is it is very deep uh, knowledge wise and but i think the english translation is still uh, you know good enough for people to understand what it is what is the app called uh, there are many of them uh, let me let me uh, check and can tell you that perfect Thank i i like you. to add the point uh, add another point about this book the first ever you know like a review of this book was written like in the first century by a different poet so and they i think the the university of madras and uh, the literal you know translation of the the review it kind of starts with thiruvalluvar pierced an atom and injected seven seas into it and compressed it into what we have today as kural so which was like you know good i mean even that review of the book kind of gives you a lot of information about it so i got to bounce and hang out at home but uh the topic is still continuing online and it's been a fascinating discussion around books that impact you so boy sets be another disruptors den my boy ravi is finished we'll be back with more episodes shortly hit the subscribe button hit the like button and if you're interested in hosting or showing up with a topic get in touch with us email dm whatsapp twitter the whole nine yards we'll see you soon good night sets be yo chief It can't stop me from rapping, can it? Can it hop?